This is the Men in Maroon podcast with Daz and the Manus. Welcome. Expect strong language. Mon the heart of Midlovian. Hello and welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast for this week. I am not on my own this week for a change, <laughs> although it was just one week, of course, and me um, flying the flag for this podcast on my own. Daz is back with me, and how are you, Daz? Uh, I'm okay, better than I was last week, so very much improved. Thank you for holding the fort while I was uh, in my bed. No, but... I'm honoured that I did it uh, on my own last week, given that I was sandwiched between two really big wins. Yeah. Massive wins. Huge wins. Absolutely. Indeed. Despite the fact that uh, last weekend uh, I was not in Scotland um, when uh, Hart uh, asserted its dominance over our, uh, our... inferior right um, well, let's yeah. put it that way uh, again um on sunday um but uh, yeah but, but still despite being 300 miles south it, it, the, the the feeling and the i suppose the sweetness of the wind really did not uh did not lighten despite the fact that it was 300 miles south it's still maroon baby still maroon still and... still maroon indeed and, and, and funnily enough uh, when the, when the game was on, um, I, <coughs> before we go straight into the podcast, I was um, I I was actually due to see Chelsea's women play Liverpool in the Women's Super League uh, down in London, uh, but the game was called off after just a few minutes. Uh, unfortunately, I think it was about seven, eight, nine minutes um, due to the state of the pitch. Which I thought initially when I looked at it was absolutely fine, but but there was just a bit of worry that the the pitch was maybe just too frozen for the players in the sense that from from what I saw on uh, one of the bylines there was uh, underlying ice and players were slipping and stuff but in my opinion that's farcical that the game was even allowed to start like I can see why there's been some uproar because it's that shouldn't be happening you know I mean what if one of those players broke their leg or I think it, well when when Emma Hayes uh, spoke to the crowds after the game was postponed, um, clearly she 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 outlined that uh, the player player safety was a priority, mm-hmm. and, and and rightly so, player safety is a priority. But but I kind of felt I felt a little bit let down uh, that the game went ahead in the uh, like in the opening minutes. I just kind of wished they maybe called it off earlier in the morning just to say yeah. like we just think it's too risky but yeah. yeah it was it was disappointing i think it's, it was even more disappointing because the because a lot of fans traveled nationwide to come to this game um yeah. i i uh there were liverpool fans down who came came down from liverpool uh, i even spoke to a person who'd come all the way from belfast wow. in northern ireland to see this game uh, and, and to think that they couldn't actually see the game because it was postponed so early uh, and I told them that I'd come down from Scotland uh, to sit in the crowd and we couldn't see this game. It was really disappointing. I, I kind of, and, and the BBC were there as well. BBC were yeah. televising this game as well. So uh, I, I'm re- I was really disappointed that 
they decided to postpone it after the start of the of the game. But obviously, player safety was really important. But yeah, it's just I kind of wish they'd maybe called it off a few hours beforehand. But that leads me on to say that I tried to get back into central London because initially I thought, right, where in central London could I watch this game? Who mm-hmm. who is broadcasting this game? Um, but then I thought it was going to be difficult because. Sadly, the trains going back into central London were off. So there was a string of cancellations. Meaning I had to get a long bus journey up to even a tube station, which wasn't even in central London, just to get onto the tube network, which was still running. Therefore, I had to rely on Hearts' Twitter feed just to find out what was going on. Um, So my, my, I don't know where you were on Sunday afternoon, but I was... For much of the game, I was on a bus heading back onto the tube and then followed the second half <coughs> while on a tube train going I back was, to London. I was in Springburn watching Glasgow City versus Hamilton. I had BBC Scotland in my ear, so I was listening to the game. I listened to like the first 20 minutes because I think that was what overlapped and then... The rest I listened to uh, while I was on my way home, joyfully uh-huh. punching the air and shouting "yes" uh, on the train platform while waiting for a train and getting some really, really funny looks. But I didn't care. Yeah, and no, surely, nor you should care because uh, yeah. when the final score was confirmed, I was um, I got to Baker Street and I uh, got onto the street level just outside the tube station. And um, when the final score was confirmed, I, I did something very similar. Um, so, um, in the, in the heart of central London. So, I mean, that was quite bizarre and a bit lonely. But, um, yeah. No, what was handy time. was, as the goals were going in on the radio, <coughs> uh, is it? I think it's Via Play was the channel. Uh, they were broadcasting the game. They were putting the goals up on their Twitter mm. like, within a minute. So, as soon as... I heard the goal. I'd go to Twitter and I'd see the goal. So it was that was quite handy. But uh, I mean, how does it feel to have won the same amount of Edinburgh derbies as Ryan Porteous? Poor Ryan. Eh? I mean, you've got to get a hand out for him. Me and you have won the same amount of derbies that he's he's won. Amazing. What's that? <laughs> we haven't even played a single <laughs> second on the pitch. <laughs> we haven't even played a single second on the pitch. We haven't even made the bench. No, but we haven't even made the bench. We've but, still achieved but, the exact same. Guys, are you talking about at Easter Road specifically or overall? He's not won any. He's not. He's not won one. any at all. No, he's not played in a derby, but they've won. Bloody hell! Yeah. Bloody hell! Oh yeah, my and God. now he won't because he's now left. He's now gone to Watford. Uh, he's off to, to Hertfordshire. Yeah, he's oh, gone. Yeah. We've, we've won. Well, that's wow. That is. I am. I am amazed at that. That is incredible. That is absolutely. And we haven't even played a single second on the pitch or sat mm. on the bench. That's how and good yet, we are. That's just astonishing. That is absolutely. I, I, I mean, obviously, I could run around in this room that I'm in just now and just 
you know, take my top off and run around wildly, but I, I'm, I'm not. I am just so astonished. Yeah. That is yeah. just incredible. Yep, and uh, I think... I, I, what do Have you seen highlights? I I saw the goals right. um, on uh, Hearts' Twitter when they were allowed to put up their own videos. And I, I've also seen the coverage in Viaplay as well on their Twitter because they were uploading the goals as well yeah. as they went in on, on Viaplay's Twitter. And, and can I just take my hat off, which I don't have on my head just now, to Laurie Dunsire of Hearts TV and Rory Hamilton of Viaplay for commentary which I can never ever truly get fed up of listening to again and again and again because my word it was emphatic for both of them, from both of them absolutely emphatic commentary uh, and commentary that you can you know lovingly remember for a long time when Toby Civic's goal went in oh well Toby's was the best Toby's was the best when it crossed the ball crossed the line, Rory, Rory, I think just lost it. I was, I mean, I actually really laugh every time I listen to it because he's just so. He's like him. To tears of joy, just watching it. I kind of thought Rory was root for a second. I thought, holy wow, he's got it. I could get some hankies out for Rory. He's going to burst into tears of joy here. Just sheer um, delight. Or, obviously, for him, he would probably say, given that he's a neutral in this, uh, he'll probably say sheer uh, admiration for, yeah. for that ball going over the line and and, 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 and making it 3-0. For us, you and I, and the Hearts fans, delight, of course. Um, but, uh, wow, just... Oh, the joy, the joy does, the joy. Was, I, yeah, sorry, well, I think like, it's up to you. I just thought that uh, I'll, I'll, listening to both sets of commentary, yeah, it's that they summed up how I felt in their commentary. But which one won it for you, though? There Hearts has to TV. be a winner in this. Say that again? Hearts TV. Hearts TV. And why specifically? Just because I know he's a fan, and I think the passion was genuine. If you know what I mean, like it genuine was came from the fact that he <laughs> loved sort the the out. <laughs> yeah, that he loved that we pumped hips. <laughs> I, I, every time Laurie, I hear Laurie say, "Hips are hurting out." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I, oh, especially when he say, when he emphasizes the letter T and out. I, I just I just break into laughter. I mean, it's it's just I can't help it. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's even now listening listening to it in my head. Obviously, press the play button. I can hear it, it Laurie, in my head right now. Um, <laughs> it's just you know, it's it's like it's like his joy is mixed with uh, him demoting Hibernian through. His dulcet tones. <laughs> yeah, some good vengeance in that voice. I'm not hurting out. <laughs> Where they belong, in my opinion. But uh, 
But the other, I, I have to say, I, you, you went with Laurie. I, 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 I thought both were equally as brilliant as each other for different reasons. <laughs> Laurie, obviously, as you rightly say, as a fan of the club, obviously he can't, he cannot inhibit his emotions, and rightly so. But Rory, what, I mean, Rory Hamilton, I would say. Apart from our own Laurie Dunsire of Hearts TV, of course, um, Rory Hamilton for me is Scotland's best footballing commentator at this moment, joint with Ali McCoist. Mm-hmm. And, and are I you think picking? I, are you picking Rory then? Um, oh, or are you being? Or are you being a shite bag and not making a decision? <laughs> Uh, if I see Rory, Laurie will never talk to me again. <laughs> but I, no, I, I'm going to be a shite bag and I'm going to sit on the fence and I'm going to call it a draw. Not because it's a bad draw, but because it's a good draw. Both were equally oh. amazing in their own ways. Laurie, just because he, he went crazy and rightly so. Rory, sorry, Laurie because he went crazy and rightly so. Rory, two similar sounding names. Rory because... Rory Hamilton on an occasion like this, he is just, he's the man you really want in the commentary box as well. Um, And I mean, I think he also said something that really stuck with me as well. He said, the sunset in Leaf will be a shade of deep maroon. I think it's deep maroon. Love it. So I, 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 I thought that was, I thought that was just genius. I thought it was absolutely genius. And it just reminds me of, um, Around a year ago, when I, uh, when when he was commentating on Rangers winning at Borussia Dortmund in the Europa League, uh, how he, when Rangers obviously opened up that amazing lead up at Dortmund in the UEFA Europa League, uh, when he when he just said when Rory just went Dreamland and Deutschland on BT Sport, and I thought, people obviously will say he must have he might have written that in advance. Do you know something? As a broadcaster myself, uh, someone who's got broadcasting experience, um, broadcaster, I can still uh, obviously broadcast about the Men and Women podcast with yourself, but someone who's got broadcasting experience of many, many years, I have to say, I think Rory, I think his subconscious side of himself must help him to come mm. out with special phrases like that. Yeah. And I think, I don't think it's something. And I'm addressing anyone who's saying this is maybe he's written stuff like this down. I don't think he has. I don't think that's something you can ever write down. I think when you see something as astonishing as that that happens spontaneously, then you cannot plan or script that moment at all. It's a draw of the tongue. It's a it's a draw of the tongue. Yeah, you have to rely on your footballing wisdom and your knowledge. Yeah. Uh, to get you through and that's why Rory is very well celebrated as a commentator because he's using the knowledge he has around him uh, as a football commentator uh, to to actually really reflect on his commentating style ability and and basically how he describes what's going on in front of him and Laurie's the same Laurie's the same I'm sure Laurie you know Laurie would never have scripted what he'd, he'd said when Simic scored. That's no. just something you naturally say. You naturally let your feelings out. Exactly. Pure emotion. Yeah. <clears throat> so, 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 
So, so credit to both of them. And that's why I'm a shite bag tonight. And I'm going to go with both of them. Because I think, I think they represented the very best of Scottish football and broadcasting in the sense yeah. that they, they really conveyed that very moment so brilliantly, but in two equally amazing ways. And, and, and I mean, you, you've got to just take your hat off to both of them. Yeah, definitely. But we talked about it, but Toby Sibick's goal, what a goal for a centre-back to score. What, what a very, very amazing way to score your first Hearts goal. On on the break, in the in added time, you could have just ran the ball into the corner and, or hoofed it clear somewhere. But no, galloping like a stallion. He had to. He had to. It wasn't as if the ball was his gift immediately or automatically. He had to run. Oh yeah, hold on to it. that ball and sustain it going up the pitch. That with ease and made it look easy. And, and actually wait on that ball to make it go over the line because it didn't it didn't immediately hit the net. He lofted it, didn't he? He lofted it over and uh-huh. just oh what a finish. It was it was absolutely incredible. And I think I, that for Toby, I, I mean, you know, Toby's had a fantastic last few months, but that to me I would say marginally is his finest hour in Maroon. In his and and I don't say that with ease because I still remember his incredible performance in Hearts's uh, only win at Tynecastle in the group stages of the UEFA Europa Conference League earlier in the season. He was oh, absolutely brilliant. fantastic that night. I still remember it, but that I think just about comes in first place. I just think it, I think it's capped off. A memorable like couple of like maybe three months for him. He was he was on the brink of people saying that they had, uh, his time was done. That he wasn't he, he didn't deserve a, a place in the starting eleven. To now, one of the first names on the team sheet, and you you would you, you would think that he's a complete different player. He's done a, a Josh Ginelli in my opinion, where he's been written off. Fans are on his back. He's taken that as motivation, and now look, it's unbelievable. Thank you. A situation like that can dramatically turn around in just the space of a few months. It's absolutely exactly. incredible. So, I mean, fair play to Toby. He's he's done an amazing job, and I mean, I always knew he was a good player anyway. But I think when your morale, I imagine his morale was not in the best place um, no. um, when when he was getting the criticism. But now. Wow, he has he has had some amazing moments because because well, the he saved he saved us from conceding a goal against Hibernian uh, a few weeks ago and last ditch tackle yeah he got a standing ovation him and yep. Xander Clark were the two players that got a massive standing ovation that day and and it was for crucial crucial moments that kept Hibernian. Um, it kept him. It prevented Hibernian rather from scoring, and and that that cannot be forgotten. So he's no. he's he's had some amazing moments. I think he had another one of these moments as well when he cleared the ball at nearly the last moment as well. And the home game, but I can't remember which one now. But but it doesn't matter. He's 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 had a fantastic few months. Yeah. Uh, we had two goals before those from the opener 
Josh Ginelli and within the first 10 minutes, which what a well-taken finish. He, he, I think he's another one that's come on leaps and bounds from getting backlash to putting a finish away like that in an Edinburgh derby to open the score. An emphatic hit and I think you know, I think I think that, that was definitely really important to have that in the first half because I mean I mean I don't know about you, but when I looked into this game last week, I, I must admit I thought this was going to be a very tense affair. Yeah. And I thought this might be a very, very tight, tight game. But I think when you get a goal like that and you take a hit as confidently as what Josh Ginelli did, then that that sets a really lovely foundation for the rest of the game. And, uh, and, and and clearly decisive finishing like that makes the difference. And it made the difference, you know, in a game like that. Because I think there were parts of the game where I think we should have played better. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's goals that win you matches. And clearly, in this case, decisive just made the difference. And Josh's first goal was critical. It was absolutely <laughs> critical. It, it eased the, the tension. Uh, it, it brought us a nice early lead for a start. Yes, we're, we're still not out of danger. You know, we, I mean, still 1-0 up is still dangerous because, I mean, you know, that's not a big lead by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but uh, I'm sure when we get to Lauren Shanklin's goal shortly, um, it, 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 it brings a lot of... Uh, it, it settles us down quite considerably. But, but great hit by Josh Ginelli. And uh, Robert Snodgrass as well has to get some uh, credit as well for... You know, once again, just showing his experience. I mean, I know the, I know the ball didn't go directly into the net, or, uh, you know, it, it, it didn't lead on to an immediate shot and goal, but again, you know, he made the most of that situation, and then subsequently, the ball went into the right place, and uh, yeah, I think it was just it was just a fantastic hit. Yeah, Gino smashed it. I I think yeah, it's it took I'll. To be honest, I, there were there were moments where I was thinking, "Oh no, we're not playing our best." But then, like you said, when we've got players that are in a rich vein of form, vein of form, and that uh, aren't scared of having a shot at the moment and and pulling these efforts off, uh, it kind of gives us that kind of bumper to think, right? Okay, we we can still beat teams even when we're not at our best. So imagine when we're how how good we can be. That's why we deserve to win on Sunday. Now, I know some people might say, no, I'm sorry, you didn't deserve to win on Sunday because Hibernian weren't all that bad. But even on a day when you're not playing as well as you should be playing, mm-hmm. yet the context of the situation shows that you are in pole position to win a game like this. You're, you're in good form. Your players are scoring. You, you, the players are taking their chances wherever they can. Uh, the players know when to recover from a setback quickly. And clearly when, you know, uh, the, the club's in a good place at the moment and is in a, a hungry enough position to win games of football uh, and you make it count and you make your chances count, you deserve to win. And, and that is as simple as that. And that's why we deserve the, the win. Um I mean, I, I think anyone, I mean, obviously people who are, 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 are you know, who might say Hibernian were, were a bit hard done by on Sunday, I can could, I could understand that to a degree, but, but at the end of the day, 
Hearts are in a much better place in form in terms of where they are in the table, morale yep. as well. And and to be honest, when all everything's pulling in the right direction, and and you you've done enough to win, and you've taken your you take your chances, you deserve to win. It's as simple yep. as that. And I mean, I, I I don't think I don't I don't I think I think just saying you played well in a game but still lost. I don't think that's good enough. It doesn't win you no. trophies. That doesn't win you points on the table. Um, it just doesn't, you know. And so goals that win matches and it, exactly. it's, it's fair enough you oh well done you got your players got seven eight out of yeah but you didn't score a goal so there's exactly. rates being sweet FA exactly absolutely and there's been games where hearts in my time as a supporter you know I've played well and yet didn't take anything from the game but yes it's hard but at the end of the day if you don't take your chances in any game and this is just fundamental basic stuff you can't win anything, and that, no. that's as simple as that. You know, what I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not rocket science. You know, you just you have to go for it, and that leads me nicely on to Lawrence Shanklin's penalty. You know, which made it two 0 well, I know it wasn't a penalty, but we jokingly <laughs> say it was a penalty, don't, don't we? Because it's all he does is he only scores penalties. Yeah, he only scores penalties apparently, um, and, but but yeah, <laughs> that again. Like like Gino in the first half, that was a decisive strike by Lawrence Shankland, and, oh, and the moment it went in, all but game over, really, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he hit that sweet. Like when I I I think I watched it three or four times after once it once I saw it on the uh, on Twitter while listening to the game, I kept going back and watching it just to just to take it in. It was like this is the player that. We all knew we were getting when we signed him in the summer, and were so excited when we saw those leaked pictures of him in the ground and stuff. Oh, what a player! What a signing! And uh, not bad for a championship level striker. As yeah, uh, not bad for a championship level striker. <laughs> as our friends in Leeds said, like yeah, but I just think him as a player, he, I, uh, he, he just is in amazing form. It doesn't matter where he gets his goals from, be it open play or penalty spot, you've got to have confidence to be able to take those chances and he's just oozes confidence in my opinion. He really does. And I think the fact that he's got the 20 goals this season already is is just incredible. And I think really has put his has silenced his doubters, which is even which is just absolutely wonderful. Um and um yeah I, I mean you know, Lawrence is just—he's got the opportunity, I think, now to create history for himself at Tynecastle. I mean, you know, I know this is only his first season with us, but but cannot repeat this in the next three or four years because he's a bloody, he's a bloody enigma. That's what he is. He's, he's a he's a. It's no wonder he's now got the captaincy badge at the moment. And <sighs> when Craig Gordon does eventually retire, whenever that happens to be. I I really would be delighted to see Lauren Shanklin succeed, in, and I think he would be the number one choice to succeed Craig Gordon because because surely, to be honest, he deserves it. Yeah, surely his confidence and uh, just everything about him just runs through the team once they see. Well, this is what the cap how the captain's playing. Yeah, this is how we should all play. Absolutely. 
and 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 I think when you've got your 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 headline player scoring left, right, and centre, that is an that of course is a natural inspiration to the whole team, and yeah. um and and I think Lawrence already is showing why he is the perfect individual to become Craig Gordon's successor because. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, I, if he can repeat this for us in the next three or four years, he can make his own history at Hearts. Definitely, he he yeah, he'll be like he'll be like the modern day John Robertson. Exactly, he'll be twenty. John Robertson and yeah, you know, I mean, he's his own man, of course. So I'm sure uh, Lawrence Shanklin will want to create his own unique history, and I'm sure John Robertson will be the first to absolutely applaud him for that. But, but this, I mean, what would you rather have? Because I know Lawrence has been linked with, I mean, there's been mention of Lawrence going to another club in the press. But I mean, what would you rather have? Would you rather create your own history in the next four years and become a legend at this club for the rest of your life? Or would you rather move away and play somewhere else and possibly not be in the starting 11 every single week and potentially regret that you didn't stay to create your own history because I mean yeah at the end of the day I mean footballers do get paid good money and yet and yet money is important it makes the world go round of course but at the end of the day your own history is priceless you, you, you can't put a price on it can you no I I'm not even saying it being biased just because I'm a hearts fan and want him to stay but I think like you said not guaranteed to be a starter every week and you look at those the club that he's linked with and teams of that ilk, they if you don't hit the ground running within the first half of the season, they'll get very bored of you and they can just get rid of you like that. Where at we've we where at the moment he's relishing, he's been given the opportunity to become captain. And like you said, to be if he's a success, who's who's to say that he. he he have, he doesn't go on to him for years, or swap that to go and just become a bit part in a big in a bigger in a and or lost in a bubble of nonsense over there. I just think Alan Shearer, Alan Shearer, I imagine must be secretly. Well, I don't even think secretly, but he must be absolutely chuffed with himself that he chose to go to Newcastle rather than go to another club when he won the Premiership, the English Premiership with Blackburn Rovers. Because he could have easily gone to one of the other big clubs in the northwest of England, but he chose to go to his hometown club, and he went there. Okay, he didn't win a trophy at St James's Park, but the fact he played there for 10 years has become the club's leading, all-time leading goal scorer. Uh, the fact that this man from Gosforth has made his has made his own history and is loved for it. The fact that this man is still celebrated a lot. Lawrence Shacklett has the opportunity to do something similar at Tynecastle. And and I know he's not an Edinburgh boy or a Gorgie boy, but that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, he's got I, I think I think he's got a chance here to be a twenty plus goal a season striker for the next four or five years. And then he can create his own history on the back of that. Maybe win a trophy, potentially. Yeah. And then for the rest of his life, he can enjoy that status as a legend, a Hearts legend, 
Definitely. for a very well celebrated football against the Shushin in Scotland and within the United Kingdom as a whole. And and um, yeah, and and and, and that, why would you not want that for the rest of your life? Because because at the end of the day, footballers will not play on until they're like sixty or seventy. I mean, no. everyone has to retire at some stage. Yeah. But you cannot you cannot turn back the clock. You just cannot turn back the clock. And I I think Lawrence. I love to think Lawrence will be saying deep down in himself, if I can do this for the next five years as a Hearts player, potentially the next captain of the club. What a legacy to have and to create and to secure for the rest of his days and exactly. in Hearts' history. What an, what an amazing opportunity he has here. Huge Definitely. opportunity. But his Sunday was kind of tarnished in a little way. Oh, when he was sent off. He, yeah, with his farcical two booking. I don't think either of them should have been a yellow. I I didn't I didn't see, um, sadly that. So I um, think the first one was they were having a bit of nonsense, bit of handbags. All it took was a word with both players, been like, right, pack it in, less of that, don't do it, blah blah. But he booked them <laughs> both. Then then the then the challenge on Rocky at the end for the second. I'm not going to lie, he made a lot of it and influenced the referee because it, looking back on it, I've watched it a few times, he didn't even bloody touch him. Well, if, if he did, he grazed his boot. But down as if, like most players, as if he'd been shot. And then his reaction is what got Shanklin sent off. And, yeah, I, I just think it was... And I, I, I just think that that instance... The referee's got a look and think, right? Hold on, let's let's look at the bigger picture here. But he didn't. He booked him a second, especially when he was already on a yellow. You'd been like, right, okay, let's look at it a bit clearer. Let's speak to the linesman. But second yellow sent him off. Though I'm not sure if his booking will, if it is his ban will be for the league game against Livy on Sunday, or if it's a one of those yellow, one of those. Suspensions that you'll he, miss the Hamilton game in the cup. Well, we've yet to know, so uh, but but it's 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 a bit disappointing if we lose him for a game. Um, uh, certainly, it's not ideal. And uh, I, I mean, did I say it? I think going down to ten made the win a little bit sweeter for us because I mean, were we not two 0 up at that point? Yeah. So yeah, we, so Toby scored even when we were down to ten. So. Clearly, our quality outshone uh, through, which yeah, uh, which was great. But yeah, I mean, not having Lawrence um, potentially because of a potential ban, uh, I think it's going to be really. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you can it how the appeal would go on, with it being two bookings because it's not straight reds though. I I'm not sure how that works. It's it's a little bit too complicated for my brain. So yeah, uh, just. And I've I've looked at it, I watched it slowed down, I watched it real time, and it's just not it's not worth worthy of sending a player off for. It was surely do, the do you think were, do you think he, they could the hearts could potentially They've got grounds too, yeah, to to go like look look at it again, please. That's not a sending off. It's, nah, it's a bit annoying and it, it cut it. It, it takes as as 
lit, it takes a little bit of shine off off the off of the victory because you're like, well, we lost our captain and our most influential player possibly for a game further down the line, but nothing to take away from the fact that we beat Hibstery nil away I, from I, home. I, I would actually argue the opposite in this case, this particular case. I would say it absolutely Lawrence Good said Duff was annoying. The fact that we scored the game after he was sent off. I think it kind of ah, added more yeah. to this win. So, so I, I would probably yeah. say the opposite and say I added more shine to this win because, I mean, at 2-0, yeah, I mean, okay, 2 nils quite comfortable in the, in the second half for us. But still, you know, if Hibbs scored one and got one back, that would have been quite nerve-wracking. But the fact that Toby got the third goal and really settled this game, I think, I think even though we were one player short, was absolutely just, I think it just... It's made the win even better, I think, actually. Even though Lawrence getting sent off is annoying. And, and yeah, uh, potentially having him getting, losing out on a game uh, through a ban, I think that's going to be a little bit annoying and frustrating. But, uh, no, I think it kind of added to the win, um, the fact yeah. that we had one less player on the pitch, and yet we still scored the game, and we still yeah. <laughs> maintained this I, win. I think it kind of shows as well that we are the better team... Of course, but in, in the fact the, the fact that we can score we can score a game with ten men against a, against a team who apparently were dominant with a better team and deserve something from it. Nah, you didn't deserve anything because you didn't score. Emelian Football Club play. They might play better in in some aspects of that game, but but you don't, again you can't win anything by just playing well and not scoring. No, I don't understand it. It's very weird. But I mean, it was how good were the scenes in the uh, in the away end though? Like seeing the videos back. Oh, magic! They were outstanding, and I think, <coughs> I think really, I think when you see uh, the jubilation among your supporters um, and, and among the players, especially after the oh, final yeah. whistle. I think that I think that's the best scene so far this season. I mean that that is just our dominance, beautifully symbolised in those moments, especially because we just know that we can go away from home, over to Lee, still win convincingly, and and actually just show that the quality of this team that we have is better than that of the opposition. And, 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 and it's just, it's just lovely. It's, it's lush. Tale of two clubs, really. With when you look at it, we sold out the away end where it was packed to the rafters. But then you looked at the home end and the amount of empty seats at kickoff. That just shows the what the backing of the fans. We're 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 turning away people that can't because the waiting list for season tickets. But yeah, it's it it it's. I'm glad to be on the maroon side. Oh, because I think it's, yeah, it's not looking very good. You lo- they're losing big players. There, there's dissent of there was even before full time whistled. People were tweeting that they were having a protest outside the ground, and oh, let let that let that be, let that be a reminder to Heart of Midlothian Football Club, everybody linked to everybody involved to the club that we never ever dip into such lows like that ever again. Because we were there in, in a similar position in 2019. Uh, and I remember when we lost to Motherwell in the 2019-20 season, the protests that broke out outside the, 
main stand. I do not ever again. I'd, and I really hope that despite the high we had on Sunday, that we do not ever, ever dip to these lows ever again. And we just continue to assert our dominance in Scotland's capital because that's where we truly belong. And that's where we've belonged for decades. Yep, you know, that's where we are. Continue for the rest of our days. Definitely. And then we found out that, I don't know if it's unfortunate, but I was kind of hoping we would got a non-league side at home so that we could boost the coffers of them and get them a bit of money, a big money spinner. But we've got Hamilton away on a Friday night. Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton, Hamilton's not an easy place to go, but I think no. provided we... We just settle down again and actually just get the job done and and do all the right things um, over in Hamilton. That I, I think I think we can win that tie a nice two 0 I would hope, um, but I don't I don't think we should do anything crazy or outrageous. I think we should just get our heads down and settle down again yeah. once we get there. Uh, I think that's what it should players, be. Play our strongest team. Play, exactly. the game play our through. strongest team and, and, and just get the. And just get the job done. I mean, don't rotate the squad too much. No, no, definitely not. But that's we've got a game on sun, sun, Sunday again this week on the plastic pitch at the Tony Macaroni. And you're going to be there, aren't you? I'll be there. I'm uh, I'm I'm heading a bit of a weird route to get there. I'm going to Time Castle first in the morning because I need to pick up uh, a new new hat that I click and collected. What have you gone for? Uh, I couldn't decide. I was a shite bag this time. Uh, (laughs) I got the maroon and the black bobble hat because I couldn't decide which one I liked the most. All right, okay. But but like me and you were discussing, six quid. How can you turn your nose up at that? No, I I, I got a replacement beanie hat for six quid and I thought... What a bargain! Twelve quid for two hats. You can't even get one hat for that price in most places. That's that's fantastic, isn't it? Like, wonderful, unbelievable. But yeah, thanks to the club shop because they are fantastic. They were also helping myself and Anna out with something which we're going to keep tight lipped until it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we don't, the club we shop don't, are amazing. Yeah, we don't want the club shop inundated then with people. <laughs> I know. We, we we we'll keep it tight lipped, but once it happens, yeah, we'll let we, you know. We've got insider but, knowledge that you guys don't, so <laughs> that's all yeah, I'm going to say you. on that front. Massive, massive thank you to the club shop. Uh, yeah. But yeah, off to Livy with five thousand other jambos after an extra five hundred seats were made available this afternoon, which is Friday. Uh, amazing, five thousand. At an away game, unbelievable. Some some teams that I've mentioned, Hamilton, there they don't even get a fifth of that for home games. So amazing, unbelievable support. Do you feel the plastic pitch might be a problem for us? Yes, that's why. That's why my score prediction is what it is. I've gone only a one nil victory because the two times that I've watched Hearts play at at the at the Tony Macaroni. It's not been the best. I've not seen us win there, so I'm thinking it's going to be a tight one, and I'm going one 0 with Mister Janelli scoring because that plastic pitch they don't really look after it as well as some other teams. But, but do, do you not feel though 
we are not used to playing on surfaces like that anyway, and that therefore puts us at a slight disadvantage anyway. Mm, yes and no, because I know at the Orium they've got the um, indoor Astro where and the outdoor Astros where if if it was me, I'd be like, right, the week leading up to the game, we're training on the Astros for the week to get you ready for it. So I don't think that it's just that it, they don't seem to look after. It doesn't look like it's swept enough. The Astro, to be honest, it's, it's not the best Astro turf in in this in Scotland that I've seen. So I'm well, going to quite a few why non-league would, games. Why would you have to sweep up a plastic? I, I know this is such a stupid question on my part, but why would you sweep a plastic pitch? Is that uh, because of the uh, like the buildup of debris, or is it just because of the? Well, there's this black rubbery material that's on there for uh, that they put on there and you better sweep it to even it out okay so if you don't there's build-ups of it and piles and it just they just don't seem to do it so you it's it can affect but i suppose if their players are used to playing on that and they they can they can work function enough to to get a good performance on it then why would you why would you change that just to help other teams? Well, I, th- I think we just have to. I know we're not used to plastic pitches, but I think I think obviously we just have to make the most of that situation. And I mean, the last time I was at uh, the Tony Macaroni, uh, we were we won one nil, and uh, it was early last season, I believe. Yeah. Um, and. Um, yeah, we won one 0 but I think I I think it was a very very lacklustrous game on our part, um and uh, yeah no I felt I felt um, we were quite fortunate to win that so, um I'm going to match your score prediction for this weekend and say one 0 as well, um but I'm going to go with a Kai Rounds header to win the game, mixing it up there from a corner. Wow, specific. I uh, yes, I think I think it's going to be one of these games where we win it from a set piece, mm-hmm. um, rather than you know us scoring from open play because it, 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 again, you know it, it's going to be a tricky one for us. You know, I mean, we're not used to playing on surfaces like that regularly, uh, and uh, that. Uh, will test us quite considerably. I, I, I dare I say it, maybe frustrate our own crowd as well, to be quite honest. So, uh, uh, But yeah, I'm going to throw Kai Rowell's header to win it 1-0. A Robert Snodgrass or a Barry Mackay assist from the corner? Uh, Robert Snodgrass. There we go. What, just, wanted to, just wanted to be a bit more specific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not AI, by the way. <laughs> with you, with you saying that one victory in the last four meetings between the two teams, there's and it, there's been one victory apiece, and then the other two were draws. So it, we're quite even between the two sides. And uh, at the moment, you've got Livingston have won three on the bounce, and we're currently on a nine-game unbeaten streak. So it's got the making of quite a tight game. So I, I think our predictions. I think we're wise to go tight, I think. Yeah, I think so. But I think we can prevail because, I mean, St Mirren were on an undefeated run of some sort going into the, the game at Tynecastle recently and we won that 1-0. Um, so, clearly, we we can 
prevail in these situations. And I think if we're going to secure third in the table uh, in the Cinch Premiership, I think we've got to learn to sustain the art of prevailing in games like this one. Uh, so, so yeah, this is why I think we've got to be, we've got to overcome any anxiety or fear because of the opposition's, uh, uh, the West Lovian opposition's um, form going into this game. So, yeah, we've got to overcome it. But it, it, it'll be, it, it'll be difficult. It'll be, there's either difficulties uh, for the obvious reasons we've discussed. So, um, so yeah, it, it will be a, a tricky one. But the crowd, including yourself, that's a big, big boost um, yeah, this definitely, weekend. Definitely. Uh, I think, uh, like you just said, the crowd behind them, that's going to add massive because we're going to outnumber the home fans. So it's just going to, we've just got to turn it into a home game kind of atmosphere, which away games usually are anyway. With Yeah, yeah. You're always a bit more, bit more vocal uh, on the road. So, yeah, I think the 12th man's definitely going to be super important. But we're playing the men. It isn't just the men that have got a Sunday Sunday uh, fixture list. It, the Hearts women played on Sunday, and they play again this coming Sunday. Hearts women uh, won at Aberdeen on Sunday. They won one nil. Um, the game did go ahead uh, up in the northeast of Scotland. Um, Emma Brownley scored from a free kick. Uh, a fantastic free kick um, to win the game. I think that's her first goal in Maroon since she mm. joined as well. So, what a fantastic um, achievement. Oh, did she not score against Hibs at Easter Road? Did she? Oh, I think I, so. If she did, I apologise. I, I res- reservedly apologise. Um, that, that was the free I was at Newcastle game that day. I was at Newcastle you game. You weren't there. So it's the, it's, I'll let you off. Let you off. <laughs> so, so I, I um, I've just tried to. Was it Emma Burley that scored that day? I'm, I'm just trying to confirm this. Um, uh, but they, but I've, I've googled it and it will not tell me who the scorers actually were. I mean, they tell me it's one one, but they won't tell me who the scorers actually were, which is uh, really convenient. I, I am going through my photos. Okay, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, to see uh, who was it. it not Kira Grant? Was it not Kira Grant who scored? I mean, I might be wrong. I mean, (laughs) I'm sure Kira Grant played a prominent role in that game. I I know, I know, I know. We lost on penalties. Um, I know we lost on penalties. Um, which I, but by the way, I did not expect there to be a penalty shootout. So I was a wee bit. I thought it was a wee bit bizarre, uh, in terms of having a penalty shootout at the end. I think uh, we all were a little bit. Yeah, we're just like, why? Why this is a league game? Why do we have a penalty shooter? I I don't understand that. Right, I I um. Yeah. Oh no! It is a second goal. Yeah. Brownlee, I'm sorry, yeah. Emma. I'm so sorry, Emma. Yeah, because because I'm on the Hearts website, and it basically said in the match report, Kira Grant swung in a wicked delivery from the right, and defender Emma Brownlee timed her run perfectly to bullet a header into the back of the net. Um, so yeah, it's her second goal in Maroon. But well done, Emma Brownley. It was a bloody peach. Oh, it was a lovely free kick. It was absolutely fantastic. It really was. And oh, I'm very pleased for her. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm I'm so sorry, Emma. I shame on me. I should have. I mean, it, it, I I think the fact <coughs> that the free kick was 
it looped over in the center of the goal was oh nice just beautifully taken free kick it was a wonderful free kick and uh yeah it was it was absolutely fantastic and uh enough to get three points as well which is just even better um so yeah no fair play emma and especially given And you were with me at the Hutchings game at the Orient. The week before, she had that nasty collision on her head, um, her and the Rangers player, uh, yeah, which yeah. was obviously, you know, just so worried for me. And they came out of that um, relatively unscathed, I think f- fully unscathed even, to be honest, because they were still playing on after mm-hmm. that point. Uh, but that was a frightening moment, that was. So, so no, what, what a fantastic gift to have. And it also been, it was also good uh, good to get the win, seeing that uh, Hibs lost to Spartans in the early kickoff as well. So that furthers the uh, the gap between them in fourth place. So <coughs> a nice cushion, a nice cushion. By the way, uh, my throat's yeah. gone a bit dry. My 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 the nice cushion there for us in the uh, the table, um, and of course this weekend. It's another big clash at the Orient. Hearts women v Celtic this Sunday. Massive game in SWPL one again. And I actually fancy our chances of going one step further and winning against one of the big three this weekend. I know we got the draw against Rangers um, earlier in the month and that was a fantastic result. But I think we can go one step further and, and and win this one. I think I think I think we've got what it takes to do it. Do you yeah. think we've got what it takes to do it, Dad? That is a. St- I am not gonna lie. I think that uh, Rangers, in my opinion, are a better side than Celtic. I agree with you. And we gave Rangers a bloody good game. Like it was, it wasn't just uh, nil nil, uh, nil nil. It was a well deserved draw against Rangers. So I'm with you as well. I think a win isn't out of the equation. I think that if we want to break that, break into that top four, make it more not search an order, if you know what I mean. Like, and that uh, there shouldn't be. All right, this is the order of the top four. I think if we want to chuck ourselves deep into that, then I think this is a game that we should be looking to win. I I, I think Eva Olland will no doubt fancy her chances of winning this on Sunday because I I just I just think it's I think it's the next step up really in terms of the progress of Hearts Women to win a game against one of the big three. Yeah. And I think, given how good we've been on form this season, and especially our home record, you know, we've we have not lost a league game at home this season so far, and we've won every single one, bar the Rangers draw in the league. I mean, that the, the, we've built a good track record going into this, and I mean, I I I just think there is, I think. I think this is the perfect opportunity to get a win on Sunday. And and I think it just sends a massive statement of intent um to the whole league. And and really, you know, it's great for us as well in terms of actually showing how far we've come. And I think we've got the quality to do it. I really do. Because there's things in that Rangers draw 
that I've never seen before from Heart from Hearts Women. You know, they, they were they were pushing Rangers, uh trying to get forward as much as possible. They were very robust in defence. Yes, we had a scary moment where we nearly conceded, but yeah, but but, but well, all in all, we really, we really did not give Rangers a very, very easy time, and and I mean properly, did not give them an easy time. And I think, I think we we can we can we can probably just about do this on on Sunday against Celtic. Yeah, that's, I mean, if you've got the chance and you and to the all room and get behind the Hearts team, because uh, I think it's a chance. It's a chance to. Continue that winning run at home, and it's it's a chance to get a victory against the so called big three in in Scottish women's football. So yeah, yeah, I think Eva's got the players; she's got the mentality. So why not? She she, she will. I am very sure she will want to get this get a win. I don't think a draw will be enough. I mean, I mean we get a draw. That that is still a great result. Still a fantastic result. But I think given what happened with the draw against Rangers earlier in the month, I think the next step up is to win it. Is to win this one on Sunday. Yeah. I, I really think there's a great, great opportunity for the taking. Definitely. I, I think it's uh it's a perfect opportunity to to get three points and put make it make a stamp on what's happening in Scotland. Oh, I think I think it's a massive opportunity here. Definitely, I, I'm going to. I'm going. We don't have to do score predictions for the women's team. Uh, I don't think we ever have. But I'm going to put my own one in, and I'm going to say a one 0 win, and I'm going to say Katie Rood Ooh. is going to score. Rudy's going to score, uh, and I, I think I think there's a goal in her on Sunday. I think there is a goal in her on Sunday. I'm going two one. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. That's quite ambitious. Two one with Tim's and Brownlee again, and Brownlee again. Well, she's a former Rangers player, so uh, you know I think uh, great opportunity to score against uh, her former rival. Yeah, that's where I'm going. So to finish it up, I'm I've got a few points of things that have happened with Hearts since we've last recorded. Yeah. And I'm going to throw them out there and I want reactions. Okay. So starting, first thing, we were, I think everyone was blown away by this one. To see in on his Instagram story, Craig Gordon back in rehab. Yeah, that, that, that was absolutely extraordinary. And I... Uh... I think I think Craig Gordon is definitely, definitely going to prove a lot of people... Yeah, even among their own support, because I must admit, when he came off at Paradise, I I thought this was the last we'd seen of him. But I think now, uh, he, he really is just keen to get back out there as soon as he can, as soon as the opportunity is viable for him to get back onto the pitch. But what a story this was earlier in the week, and I mean, a lot of a lot of respect shown to him, especially across Scottish football, you know, for his sheer drive to to recover and to, to, to boost his recovery and get his recovery really, you know, step up a gear. And that, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. But I mean, you were you as astonished as I was when you saw the, the Instagram story? Yeah, well, I mean, 
guy under a month ago suffered a double leg break and he's lifting bloody weights with his legs and didn't even look like he was struggling to lift these weights. <laughs> like he, he, the guy is a fucking machine. I think some I think somebody tweeted, I don't want to say who it was because I, it was out of two people in my mind that might have tweeted it. They said he doesn't just look like Wolverine, he is Wolverine. He's Wolverine. Wolverine from Marvel. Oh, I don't watch Marvel. Oh, <laughs> I don't off. know anything about Marvel. Right, bugger off. Well, it was a great tweet. Anyway, I love that tweet. So. I, I'm sure a lot of people will have appreciated that uh, that tweet. Um, but but you can tell I didn't I didn't have Marvel on my television screen when I was uh, when it was in it. Well, I imagine it's in its prime right now. But uh, it just goes to show I don't know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, next up is uh, uh, Toby Sibick. And the nonsense that's been going on with Blackpool. Oh. Silly, silly Mick McCarthy in the local Blackpool rag. What what newspaper is this? What was he saying? What was Mick He McCarthy? said that Hearts made it public about the bid um, and they are messing about Black, basically. And then there's been lots of talk that why would Toby not want to progress his career by moving to Blackpool? Bear in mind, Blackpool are bottom end of the championship and looking likely that they might go down I, you see i i think toby is a very intelligent man i given toby has made a track record for himself already in european football and he's playing for arguably the biggest club in scotland outside of the old firm at one of the most famous footballing names in, within the united kingdom why the heck would he want to demote himself by going to Blackpool? I mean, no disrespect to Blackpool, but why oh, Why would anyone in his position demote themselves by going to Blackpool? Toby would never do such a thing like that. He's, he's too intelligent. And, he, and get, especially given his amazing form, which we've been praising like heck in this episode. <laughs> it's, it's just a non-starter. I mean, him going to Blackpool is a non-starter. I mean, I imagine... When the transfer bid came in um, to Hearts uh, a, a few days ago, I imagine they must have been laughing their heads off in the office. If they were, I don't blame them. Reportedly, four hundred was the first bid, and then oh, they that's had to, rubbish. Up to six hundred was the last I'd, I'd seen that's them. Rubbish. Yeah, that's Not... just, I I'd put five million pounds minimum. Yeah, not happening, not happening. I would I would, I would, have replied back and said to them, no, you're giving us £5 million minimum, right? And if you don't like it, beat it. Don't like it, get yourself to Falkirk. What's wrong with Falkirk? That must just be a saying that I've heard. Instead of saying, get yourself to fuck, people say, get yourself to Falkirk. Oh... Sorry, Falkirk. <laughs> I live. You live near there, don't you? I, yeah, and I, there's there's plenty wrong. Uh, but that's that's totally different episode. Uh, right, next up. Oh dear. Me oh. and you talked about this. Well, no, we'll leave this one. In point. Uh, next point that happened was earlier this evening. Uh, it was announced that Ewan Henderson has joined Queens Park on loan until the end of the season. 
So he has joined the top of the table spiders. I, th- I think um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm about 50-50 on you and Henderson. Do you, do you think he's going to eventually, or is, is his time, is his chance gone? I am going to be totally honest and not be a showbag. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he is at our level of what we are just now. I think he would have made it maybe a few seasons back, but you can't on the level of Lawrence Shankland and even no. Stephen Humphreys is... No. I, I, and he proved that when he was at Arbroath that he scored for fun. I think that was his level. Uh, not at Arbroath. Was it Alloa? I think he was at Arsenal. Uh, but he proved it. He proved that that was his level by scoring down there. And I think he'll go down and score again. But no, I, unfortunately, I don't think he's the uh, at the level of player that we need to put on. Which is a shame because he's he's been great servant for the club for many years. He's come through the ranks. But in my he, opinion, he, he was at Alloa last season. On loan. yeah, that's the one. He scored a and, lot of goals. Scored, yeah, he scored a lot of goals. A lot of lovely goals. Uh, and I'm sure Queen's Park could be great for him, but I think, I think maybe a first team place at Hearts is too big a stretch. Um, and and I, I, I say that with a broken heart because I think, you know, you and you and he's only 22 years old, and I mean clearly, for all we know, he might he might well prove us wrong and and show that he's got the ability to play at a higher level. Uh, and, and clearly, you know, there the opportunity is still there for the taking potentially. I think that I think it's Lauren Shankland and Stephen Humphreys and Liam Boyce as well when he comes back. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a very difficult, difficult ladder to climb. There's no question about it. Very tough ladder to climb. Um, I I, I don't envy Ewan's task in doing that. No, it's it's quite a quite a tough. Uh, a tough bit of competition ahead of you, I think. It's 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 really, it's really unenviable. And I mean, the thing is, if he gets to his mid twenties and he's still trying to climb up that ladder, I mean, the team will will change in that time potentially. And and I mean, if 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 he doesn't show that he's got the ability to put the goals in, um, then like on a regular basis. Then, then at the top level, but I think that that's he will have probably missed the boat in terms of maybe a permanent switch to a different club, yeah. maybe in the championship uh, or the lower end of the Premiership, and, and establish his name there. Because I mean, you really for him his 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 currency is goals, and I mean any striker and forward's currency is goals, yeah. and, and clearly. If he's not getting that opportunity at Hearts, he'll have to go somewhere on a permanent basis to to try and get that. So I mean, you know, it, it's it's decision time looms. I think you know he's only twenty two, but I mean he he'll want to establish his name soon, sooner rather than later. Definitely, hundred percent agreed. Uh, lastly, me and you talked about this off air, uh, but BBC article thinking that <laughs> we have wrapped up for. Place already, and what was your feeling when you saw the tweet uh, that I had a, I had a, I gave a bit of my own reaction to uh, well, Twitter earlier today. 
before I saw your no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't open the link. I just, I looked at the tweet and was like, uh, right, okay. And then once I saw your tweet, I then opened the link and read the article. And I'm not going to lie, it reminded me of something that humoured me earlier in the week, which was an ESPN tweet of the uh, National League in table with Wrexham being top, saying that they are on course for their challenge to reach the Premier League. It reminded me of that, and I was a little bit like, no, don't drag us into that crap, because I've taken the piss out of Wrexham for this for this tweet about them, and now you're putting us on that level. I, I wasn't a fan of seeing the article. Not my cup of tea. You see... I, I can understand if, if the BBC or whoever it is, you know, wants to try and get opinions. Or, or I think I think this this tweet what I was commenting on earlier today. I think this tweet was written to try and just get some opinions, you know, or, or actually it caused some fans to react with their opinions. And I think that they were wanting to to try and read the room in terms of finding out what people were thinking, especially us jambos, because obviously the tweet from BBC Sports Scotland that was put out uh, yesterday, last night, uh, before seven o'clock, it basically starts off with, quote, Hearts have the Tynecastle side already won the race for third in the Scottish Premiership. And, and there's a... a, a, a I don't. I can't. I don't know how I can describe that emoji that they put, but certainly a thinking emoji, probably. <laughs> but, but I have to say, I have to say that, and I know this is such a dull thing to say, in reaction to that tweet from the BBC, BBC Sports Scotland. You cannot assume that you're going to finish in a particular position unless it is mathematically impossible for your rivals to overcome you. And we're only in January. There's still a long way to go. We've still got a big schedule of games coming up in the next four months. We've got to make sure the squad uh, gets through the next few months. We've got to make sure that we can get the bag as early as possible so that we could wrap up third place as early as possible. But but you can't do that in January, and nor can you assume that you're going to be finished in third place in January. Okay, we've no. got a nice cushion between us and Livingston at the moment, but, but, but it's not over until the mathematics secures your position. And clearly, we mathematically, we've got a long way to go. So, I mean, I, 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 what... what, what what worries me a little bit here is complacency, right? If we get complacent now, it's game over, right? We're yeah. going to lose third place. It'll be disastrous. We don't get it back into Europe. Bad, bad news. And this is the danger. The big danger here is complacency. We've got to kick it out completely. And I think, you know, assuming that anyone who assumes that we're going to finish third at this stage of the season is foolish, frankly. Is, is foolish. And, and I mean, that's probably a very mild way to put it, in, in all honesty, because you've got to make sure that you're mathematically over the line uh, and secure in third place, because at the end of the day, you know, if, the moment you get complacent about these things, 
you're in trouble. You're in yeah. absolute trouble. And, and, and at the end of the day, that's just something we cannot afford. So, and, and I'm sure Robbie Nielsen will be drilling this point into the players saying, you've got to keep going and you've got to keep bringing these wins back in. <coughs> because, because, you know, at the end of the day, you could take an injury crisis or a bad run in form and then suddenly things look very different. Um, no, I, I, it's only January and... You know, we've really got to just keep our feet on the ground, and we've got to, we've got to be wise about this. You know, we we are nowhere near finished our business for this season. There's a long way to go still. I mean, we've had a great five, six, seven weeks. Been fantastic. Really pleased with the fact that we have been undefeated since the the World Cup was finished in Qatar, since the FIFA World Cup was completed in Qatar. But there is still many months left of this season, and and I think. Anyone who thinks we're going to finish third, guaranteed, I think really, really ought to think again because we are nowhere near finished our business yet. In fact, if anything, I think despite the win on Sunday in the Scottish Cup, we really need to step up a gear. And, and it starts away to Livingston on Sunday. Yeah, I think we're only seven points ahead. We've got, <coughs> we've got to play all the all of our rivals competing for that third place at least once. Uh, it's no, it's just a big. It's it 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 takes some bigger, big, 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 big balls to say we've got it wrapped up already. And I just think I think I said it to you off air, but it opens a a, a door for the Robbie out crew to get involved again as soon as we go on a run where things don't go as well as they have been to go ah Robbie out again it's like no let's not let's let's just get it done when it happens and like you said mathematically proven that we've got third place that's when it's happened don't get ahead of ourselves let's get the job done like we did last season and get it get it done right can I also make a suggestion to the BBC journalists at Pacific Key in Glasgow as well don't hesitate in sending us a direct message to the Men in Maroon podcast or any of the Hearts podcasts or any football fan associated with Hearts and get our opinion because we're well informed about these things. And I think, I think yes, it's all well and good to get people's reaction on Twitter. It is, it's, it's useful. But I think, I think it would be better, actually, if we got one of the fans from each of these clubs competing for third place, to come on air and to give their perspective on this stage of the season. And they could have got sound bites that way. And that would have been really useful, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, and, and there's a lot of articulate individuals in our support. You, I, just about. <laughs> I mean, I mean, right? Uh, They've got people within their bloody, the, the company that they are, that work for them, the guys that are from view from the terrace that talk about this kind of stuff every week on on the on the BBC on TV, they could have just gone. You know what, guys? Can you bring this up in an episode? Do you want to do a bonus video about this for us, please? Instead of just yeah, because that that's opinions. There's Hearts fans in there. I think mean, Craig Fowler, Joel Scared. There's there's a couple of Hearts boys. There's Aberdeen. Ah, oh, there's better ways of doing it. 
they could have got a discussion going, like even over Zoom or Teams or anything like that. They could yeah. have got a discussion going, and they could have that could have been quite an engaging watch. Definitely, definitely. Well, yeah. Let's not get too excited, but I think <laughs> that that's all my points that I had. That things that happened this week. Yeah, I think we're still looking for one more sign in. Years, don't know how. How that's going if we're going to get it done, but just a few days left. So, I mean, it's all to play for, and it might get dramatic before uh, uh, the start of next week, uh, for all we know. Uh, and a quick mention to Hart and Midlovian B, who are playing uh, this weekend against Edinburgh University at Ferguson Park. Um, and uh, that is the 28th of January, which is. Saturday, uh, if I've got my dates right, I hope I've got my... yeah, that's <laughs> but, tomorrow, yeah, that's tomorrow because it's the 27th for the Friday, uh, this month. Uh, so 28th tomorrow, Ferguson Park, 3 pm. They play Edinburgh University. If you want to go and hear Stephen D. Smith shouting for 90 minutes, go there. <laughs> Definitely, I just want to mention one thing as well. Uh, just as we were recording about an hour ago, about half past seven. On Friday night, uh, Hearts put out an amazing tweet. Uh, Hearts fan Ethan, who there was a video of his reaction when he found out uh, that Cammy Devlin scored against Aberdeen. And to show their appreciation, uh, a, a surprise turned up at his house on uh, in the morning of uh, Cammy Devlin dropping off a signed Hearts top to young Ethan. And wow. What a club. What a club. What a club. What a celebrity in Cammy Dev, Winnie. Um, I, I, I've not actually seen that video yet, so I'm looking forward to watching it. After it's this. a good watch. It's a good five-minute watch. It's decent. Yeah. Gus, that's exciting. Definitely exciting. I'm sure Cammy Devlin will have uh, been very, very... I, I mean, if I was certainly a five-year-old boy and Cammy Devlin came to my house, uh, I'd be... Oh, I'd be talking about it for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, young, young, young Ethan, uh, boy with Down syndrome, and he he is a massive, massive Cami fan. And yeah, it's it was it was Cami's shirt looks like from uh, one of the European games as well. So it's great, great gift. Oh, that's fantastic! That's good. I'm looking forward to watching. That video on Hearts' Twitter feed after this. So, uh, oh, I nearly called you Cammy Devlin there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, you've become Cammy Devlin all of a sudden. Uh, before we go, um, you're looking forward to Sunday. Is this your first visit to Livingston? No, third, and I'm yet to see a victory. So, yeah. oh, third time my hoodoo's lifted. Third time lucky, hopefully, for you. Uh, and I hope you have a good time. And hopefully, I am, by the time Sunday comes, I will be free of this irritating cold. Uh, and uh, hopefully, God willing, celebrating us. Uh, hearts win against Celtic on Sunday at the Orient. Fingers crossed. Like I said, if you, can, if you, if you can't get, didn't get a ticket to go to Livy, uh, make sure, if you can, get yourself down to the Orient and uh, get behind Hearts women. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. A really exciting weekend coming up. Uh, and uh, I hope you enjoy it a lot. And uh, yeah, mod the hearts this weekend, I suppose. And uh, 
let's just uh, step up a gear, especially after the delights of the Edinburgh Derby uh, last Sunday and the win, obviously, at Aberdeen for Hearts Women. So uh, that's it for me, Dice. Uh, anything else from you? Just I'll shout it because your voice is a bit croaky, but Mon the Heart. Oh, get in there. I love it. Thank you very much. Have a great Marine weekend. And we'll chat to you next week.